When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. DNVR Broncos live coming to you from Studio A here at the DNVR Bar and presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And today, the A stands for another. Do they need another mm. quarterback? Another another for what the A stands for. Oh. Oh, no, wait. Maybe it was again last week. That was again. It was again. Really, you could just keep repeating those. I could. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Again, <laughs> yeah. another. <laughs> the A stands for again. Still just talking Broncos. And, and you know, it, and it would work for another draft this week. Let's go. I'm fired up. Yay. Oh, no. Is it because they don't have a first and a second round pick? Yep. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It's so anticlimactic. I think they're going to make it more interesting than it seems on the surface. There could be a climax then? Oh, there's going to be a climax. Let's in this. go. Yeah, Sean Payton wow. and George Payton are going to make sure a climax happens with this draft. No more anticlimactic yep. draft. <laughs> wow. Uh, that could be taken many ways, but I won't take can. it yep. any of the other ways other than, all right, let's, uh, <laughs> let's see what happens here. Okay, so the topic today revolves around the quarterback position, which is funny because in years past, Damn near every show in the offseason yep. revolved around the quarterback position. In this offseason, very few of our shows have yeah. revolved around the quarterback yeah. position. <laughs> because what can you really say about it? We had a couple weeks of Stidham in there. Weeks? Yeah, definitely not No, because re- I remember people saying, how are you guys still talking about Stidham? Remember that one? I think that, that was, was like just the like the second show. show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> um, Felt uh, like forever. <laughs> it, it, it's crazy. Because what we've said it, all there is to say about the Broncos quarterback, which is... He used to be great. He yep. was terrible. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Like you yep. can't. Pre- you obviously look at Sean Payton. You're like, hopefully that helps. Yep. Then you look at Sean Payton's absolute refusal to say anything nice about Russell Wilson. You're like, well, that doesn't seem great. Yep. We've been through <laughs> it all, but we haven't done that many shows just about what's going to happen here. And so I'm excited mm-hmm. to talk about this one because I think it's a very legitimate question, which is, should the Broncos be looking for a diamond in the rough quarterback in this draft? And the answer is absolutely. Absolutely, Mm. they should be looking for that. It's just what do they want to invest in order to try to find that? Do they want to try to trade up if one of the top four quarterbacks falls? Very, 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 very unlikely. But that's, you know, part of the conversation. I think George and Sean have to have that conversation really quickly. Um, Or is it someone falls to 67 that they view as more of a second-round guy, and it's like, oh, well, what kind of a steal for us? Or is it, you know, with their sixth-round pick, their last pick in the draft, they just kind of take a flyer. But with Russell Wilson being a question mark in Sean Payton's eyes after last year, you have to be looking for that quarterback of the future. I would say no. You've already got two on the roster. I don't want to carry three quarterbacks. Like, this roster is already going to be pretty tight, which is crazy considering they only have five draft picks. Like, I I put out, like, the tweet from the Broncos account, like, drop your mock drafts here, and there's some that are, like, ten picks. And it's like, oh, that's sick. And I was like, I just went through, and, like, who would I cut at this point before the draft? It's tough already. You throw 
10 more guys in there, which is crazy. All of a sudden, you're making some crazy decisions. Five, that's enough. Like, don't don't waste an extra roster spot on a guy who wouldn't see the field. Like, if 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 you don't have Russell Wilson, it's Jarrett Stidham. I think it's pretty much as simple as that. Like, I don't need a guy who, like, oh, there might be some potential there, and we'll see it. If Russ can't play and Stidham can't play, then he gets an opportunity for, like, the second half of that game before one of them's back. I look at Russell Wilson himself, and that's where I say the answer mm-hmm. is yes. The Seahawks went out and paid huge money mm-hmm. to Matt Flynn, but they said, hey, look, we're not 100% sure that this is the answer to our quarterback situation long term, so let's take a flyer on this guy who was really good in college but is a little bit undersized, this, that, and the other thing that's going to hold him back from getting drafted, and how'd that work out for him? Amazingly. Right. In fact, it worked out faster than they could have ever dreamed Russell Wilson was the starting quarterback by week one. So when I look at this, I look at these guys who could fall into the, into the third round and beyond, and I see some guys with Russell Wilson-esque potential. You know, you start with Dorian Thompson Robinson, um, super electric with his mm-hmm. feet, has a great arm, very successful in college. I would love to have him on the roster just in the, in the off chance that he takes his game up another level, turns out to be a baller. Guy we talked about last week, Jake Hayner, a guy who I absolutely loved. He he has so much heart that it honestly cost him in college because he got kept getting hurt. Yeah. And lays it all on the line on every single play. And then the last one I would point to is maybe the most interesting one, and that's Stetson Bennett. Oh wow. A two time <laughs> national champion. I mean It's true. Sure. Not tall, you know, doesn't necessarily have a rocket arm, but Damn it if he didn't make it work in college against the best competition. All mm-hmm. he does is win, win, yeah. win, yeah. <laughs> no matter what. And would you be shocked if he came into the NFL and was good? No, I, I, I wouldn't be. Um, just because, like you said, he he didn't put up 50 points a game at Washington State against Pac-12 defenses. Sorry, whoa, whoa, Ryan. Whoa. Yeah, I don't mean to be. Uh, he did it against uh, the SEC defenses. Yeah. Yeah. And surrounded by NFL talent, sure, but he was still able to do it. And all I'm saying is I'm willing to throw a flyer out on one of these guys and take the chance that they blow up. They all obviously have their flaws. That's why they're going right. to be available in the, in the mid rounds of the draft. And I'd like to see what they look like in an NFL uniform. And to me, uh, when right, I agree with everything that you're saying about taking a flyer and Henry, you talk about the difficult cuts. I, until you have your quarterback solidified, I'm, I have no problem keeping three guys. Who are you going to cut that's going to hurt you at safety, at, at any position? I'm fine with it. I yeah. mean, throw a name out there, and I would rather have the potential for a quarterback to become my future guy, knowing that those odds are probably pretty darn slim, getting one in the third, specifically fourth, fifth, and sixth. Mm-hmm. But it's still a chance there. And also, I think a couple of guys that, that we may talk about today – have a chance to not just be the third quarterback on the roster, but have a chance to actually have packages made for them. And I think that's something with Sean Payton specifically where you got to kind of look beyond just like, okay, is he going to be the franchise quarterback? 95% of the teams, if you're not going to be the starting quarterback, you're not going to play at all. Except for Sean Payton. He's one of them where he is going to get creative and say, you do this thing well? Yeah, I don't mind pulling Russell Wilson off the field. I mean, especially from the lack of confidence we've seen from Sean and and Russ this this offseason. But even with Drew Brees, he was taking Drew Brees to give the ball to Taysom Hill. 
Mm-hmm. Dorian Thompson Robinson, oh my gosh, with, with his athletic ability, Sean Payton would absolutely make a package for him. We know the Broncos met with Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford's not going to be the guy who comes in and is the future starting quarterback, but has he has a rocket. Yeah, yeah, he has a rocket. Maybe uh, you know he doesn't mind uh, running into guys. He yep. could kind of be that Taysom Hill. You look at some other guys, and you can say, okay, well mm-hmm. maybe they're not actually trying to draft the future quarterback, but they do draft a quarterback because of just some traits he brings to the team this year. Yep, and, and that's where I could go, is if, you, if you're trying to find the Taysom Hill guy who does all sorts of stuff, I'm down for that. But honestly, like, Sean Clifford doesn't get into that category for me. Like, I need somebody who can play special teams, and we just haven't seen it from. Like, that's what I'm looking for if you're looking for that role. And so that's where you look at, like, uh, Jack Coletto, who was yep. on the, on the visit? There's this guy. I've been trying to. I can't remember his name. It's a crazy story. I was watching this Emory Hunt video, friend of the pod. Yep. Um, and he was just. It was. It was actually like a CBS Sports video, and it's like, okay, who are your guys' combine sleepers? And he goes, and it's just like these random D two guys, and it goes to like the next guy. And he's like, uh, yeah. So this guy like might slip to the third round. Like, kind of. Those aren't sleepers. But the the point is, this D two guy, he was a part time quarterback. But he also, like, they put him at receiver. They put him at running back. But he was, like, their best quarterback. He was also their best receiver. And so you just, like, chuck a bomb on the next play of just go play receiver and go catch the touchdown after. I won't find his name. Yeah, but, that's but, important. Like, Is it Tyson Bagnet from Shepard? It could be. I mean, Shep- I mean, it's one of those where it's like right. I could not even – I didn't even know that was a school. You but, should ha- – if you can't find the name, I hope the Broncos can. <laughs> it's very, it's very true. Ooh, um, I think it, I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Um, but I mean, somebody like that, I'm down for. But again, you need real versatility, especially because this team doesn't have any special teams players. Like that's the biggest, biggest problem with with carrying a third quarterback is you're already going to be cutting some of your key special teams guys. I. That part of the game needs to be picked up, and I just don't see how you do it at this point. See, to me, like a special teamer or a quarterback that could have impact this year or just be a chance at a future quarterback, that's so easy. You go quarterback. Yeah. I want to point out something that DL said uh, in the comments, which was Stetson Bennett. I I think he said, I think most quarterbacks could make it work with Georgia's roster. Stetson Bennett did not make it work. Yeah, He won (laughs) back-to-back national championships. Uh, and threw for six touchdowns and zero interceptions in the national title game. So, you know, it's not like he just survived on Georgia's roster. No, he thrived. He's going head-to-head with Bryce Young and beating him. You know, like, he did not just make it work. And it's not like those old Alabama teams that were just, like, handing the ball off to Mark Ingram. And it's like, uh, who was the quarterback? Like, it was probably even before A.J. McCarron. uh, Or was it A.J. McCarron? That was one of them, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, they just have to, like, hand it off a bunch and then hit a play-action pass once in a while. No, Georgia's spreading it out five wide, you know, a a bunch of the time and and slinging it. So I I like taking flyers on guys who were beasts in college and might have, depending on the position, but might have a little bit less uh, athletically, especially a quarterback, then I would taking a flyer on a guy who did nothing in college, but you know he's big and fast and strong. So I think there's uh, some different categories that we need to mm-hmm. view these guys, and I think Stetson Bennett, crazy enough, character concerns. Um, I shouldn't say crazy enough. I just thought he was this leader at Georgia. You know, now character mm-hmm. concerns, specifically with some things this offseason that happened, um, where teams are thinking he might be an undrafted free agent. 
So you're talking about Stetson Bennett being the Broncos' sixth round pick, or maybe they, you know, trade to get in the seventh round, or an undrafted guy there who, I mean, you're really just taking a flyer on him. There's some other guys. Jake Hayner could be one of those guys. He also may go day three, potentially. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it's easy to just look at who Sean Payton's worked with in the past, but Jake Hayner, undersized guy, very accurate, wins from the pocket, Drew Brees comparison there, so you kind of connect some dots there. And, Ryan, everyone loves Jay Kaner. It's just the injuries. Mm -hmm. It's just the size that that are questions there. Um, People are also comparing him to Gardner Minshew. Obviously, I mean, that's a good backup who you Mm -hmm. feel comfortable with playing. Um, And then there's some other guys that kind of fall into that category. Uh, A Tanner McKee from Stanford. Mm -hmm. The win from the pocket. Mm -hmm. So you're like, okay, that's something Sean Payton can work with. But he's six foot six. Yep. So you're talking about the opposite, the I mean, physical he is tools. Davis Mills reincarnated. <laughs> yeah. And, and Davis Mills has been good, like for, yeah, for, for who he was. he was. So, um, that first season, he was incredible. Last year, he sucked. Right, right. But I mean, like where you drafted him, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, sa- you're satisfied with that. So these are some of the, the late round guys. Another one, just to keep an eye on, Aiden O'Connell, the quarterback from Purdue, scored a, a, very much a pocket passer, scored mm-hmm. incredibly high on the S2 test, um, very much a high football IQ. Those are kind of the things that I, I like to associate with Sean Payton and what's he, what he looks for in his quarterback. Um, and then maybe one more in terms of the Taysom Hill can do a little more, Max Duggan. Now, I don't think you're putting Ooh, him out yeah. there on special teams, but I, he can do more than just, and I think he would be asked to do more, maybe more of a Taysom Hill just role read than just a traditional stuff. quarterback. Yeah. I like I think, Max, Duggan, Max Duggan. Yeah. yeah. But again, like, there's only, like, what I want is somebody you can just put out there with Russell Wilson. Like, that, that's my line. I guess special teams is one way to put it, but you can put them both out there and not be like, wait, what the hell are you doing? And and so that's where like not in the backfield you're talking to, or like anywhere. Not next I mean, to if each you want to put him at running back, if right, you want to put right, him at right. tight end, you want to put him at receiver. <laughs> like, but again, we're talking Taysom Hill. Yeah, exactly. There's, There's like, like two one or person, th- two or three guys in the draft who you hope could be that guy, and they're probably going undrafted anyway. But yeah, if I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like DTR Dorian Thompson, right? He he's not even one of those people. If no. he's in the game, exactly. he's your quarterback that's gonna be doing some some running. Like you're not putting him at tight end. No, no. You could line him up at wide receiver for like a trick play. Right, right, right. But it's not Once like season, consistent yeah. packages yep. for him. Yep. Yeah. Also, am I wrong? Stetson Bennett got arrested for just being drunk in public. Yeah, and then I think he uh, like fought back against the cops yeah. as well or something and was screaming at them and it was it was like a pretty questionable scene on his end. I watched the video. Okay, I, I haven't. But I don't really remember the detail. But it was one of those where it's like, hey, Hey man, we're just try, like trying to help you out, trying to do what's best for you. And it's like you're trying to effing do what's best for me. You think this is what's effing best for me? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like not getting in the car, doing that sort of stuff. So it's like a bad look and all that. It's I mean it's I mean it's Johnny the Manziel type, of type things stuff. that guys have done that they will get drafted compared to that. Yes, very I mean, true. Have you, been you drafted. Right. You are right. So I know, and people use the quarterback thing like, oh, you just can't right. have that from a quarterback, right? I don't care. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's fair. It's fair. Um, there is one more guy that his name hasn't even been mentioned who uh, I'm just all about, Hendon Hooker. Now, mm-hmm. maybe it's, it's smart that we haven't spent too much time on him because some people are saying that teams view him as the third best quarterback in the draft, and if that's the case, 
I mean, there's like four or five yeah. uh, first-round quarterbacks that are being viewed. He's going to be a top-10 pick. So there's a chance that like uh, he's gone by pick five, and it's like, well, yeah. okay, of course the Broncos were never going to get him. There's also a chance that teams just are a little afraid of him coming off the ACL, maybe needing a redshirt year. And I think it's kind of silly how much teams hurt players for needing a redshirt year. But if that's the case, he could fall until pick 67 of the Broncos. There's a chance the Broncos wouldn't even have to trade up to get him. But Hendon Hooker, you're not trading into the first round to go get him uh, just because the Broncos, that would be so much draft capital to go give. But if he falls to you at 67, if he's there at 50, I just think his opportunity to become the guy is way too high for you to pass on that. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. And, and Stetson Bennett has the same thing going against him. But it's a very different situation where Stetson Bennett isn't viewed as a high-round draft prospect, and he's 25 years old. Yeah, Hendon mm-hmm. Hooker is being viewed as a guy who, if he hadn't suffered that injury, might have been a top-10 pick. Yeah, probably. But he has... That's what stops me from saying I would take him in the top 10 is the fact that he's 25. He's going to need a redshirt year. And then, you know, what is, how long does it really normally take for a quarterback to catch on and, and pop in the NFL? Year mm-hmm. two, maybe year three. So he's 28 years old by the time he settles into the NFL. That's tough. That's tough. But if it's a third-round draft pick right. and you're taking a flyer because you are worried about your quarterback situation moving forward – and you think, okay, well, if it doesn't work for Russ this year, then he'll be healthy for next year, and then we can just roll with him, and it'll be cheap because we're going to have to do all these cap gymnastics. I like it. I like it, and I think it makes a lot of sense. I do think, though, that someone else will say, hey, quarterbacks can play till they're 40 now. And that's exactly why age doesn't bother me with the quarterback position as much. You're right. It's not ideal that he would be 27, 28 by the time that that he's uh, hitting his stride in the NFL. But considering that he's not going to be a running back or a safety where at 31, you're like, oh, geez, I'm Mm -hmm. concerned about him. You'd at least have eight years until he's, you know, 35, 36. So that's why I wouldn't be concerned about it. And the big thing is quarterbacks, like your windows, the four years. Like, the window's that four-year contract. After that, again, we brought up over and over again, unless the guy is one of the best ever, unless you have a Hall of Famer at quarterback, you're not winning a Super Bowl. And so that's when you're losing one of those years at the start, and that's also part of the reason why I wouldn't start the clock on these guys until after you're ready to commit and say, okay, day one, you're on the field. We have a year to get you ready, and three years is our window. And so, like, with, with a guy who's already missing a year... It fits the Broncos' timeline better just because they don't need him this year. I mean, whoever it is that isn't going to see the field this year. But, I mean, That's you could justify thinking. it. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, you have Stidham, too, though, is the thing. Yeah. But what if they just beat out Stidham in training camp? That, I mean, you don't give a guy $5 million. Like, they, they obviously like him, you know? I think I think Jared Stidham is the equivalent of a fourth-round quarterback or something like that, where it's like, we, we really like your upside. We're going to take a flyer on you, and mm-hmm. it's actually going to be, like, a, a significant enough investment where people are like, wow, like me, I was shocked. $5 million exactly. for Jared Stidham. But I also think that Sean may say, okay, I got my flyer in free agency. Now let's go get a flyer in the draft. Especially just, I mean, if if he came out and was gushing over Russell Wilson or saying good things about him, then it would be like, well, maybe he, maybe you don't need these kind of flyers or maybe you only need mm-hmm. one of them. But just the fact there's been no gush over Russ from Sean Payton, 
Why not have two flyers? Yeah, I mean, if someone tells you you can get a million dollars if you hit a bullseye on a dartboard, and they say you already have two darts in your hand, for a small investment, you can have a third dart. You're taking the third dart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think He's so. He's just not going to see the field, though. That's the tough part. He's just burning he a year. But he just <laughs> right. won't. Are you talking about Hendon or any, any of them? Any well, quarterback? Yeah. I'm sure that's what people were saying about Russell Wilson. But I mean, that's different because there's only one guy in front of him. Like, there's like to really me, only there might be zero guys in front of this person. There's two. There's two. Only right because there. they're there. Exactly. Right there. Neither there one was, of them yeah. have earned anything. Well, that's the same thing. Is like Matt Flynn had earned even less, not than Stidham. But I mean, that's. It's pretty close, actually, with Stidham. <laughs> it's really it, it kind of close, isn't it? <laughs> I just, my whole thing is neither one of those guys has a stranglehold on their position. Yeah. I, I think they, I think Stidham absolutely does on the, on the number two job. Wow. I don't, like, I don't just think, with that I don't much think money. Sean Payton operates that way. The, uh, the comment section's chiming in on this. So, yeah, here, if we could get a poll, do you think Jared Stidham owns, is that the right way to put it, owns a number two job? Yeah. Uh, owns the number two job because Ryan, I'm I'm with you. I I, I don't even think that Russ uh, has a mm. strong grasp on the number one job. Now he does because of his contract, but in terms of when training camp comes around, if Jared Stidham's great and Russell Wilson's bad, mm-hmm. I think there's Sean a, Payton will start. Jared I think Stidham. there's a five percent chance right now that Jared Stidham's starting week one, not just at any time, week one. Yeah, I mean, I I would put it right around there as well. Like, I've already envisioned, I've had like daydreams, not in a positive way, so maybe it's a day nightmare, (laughs) of Sean Payton being like, we're going to give Jarrett the start in game two of the preseason. We think he's earned it. We want to see what he can do with the first team. Like, I could just like see this whole thing unfolding. That is wild. To me, Zach kind of hit the nail on the head with the, like, Jarrett Stidham is that guy. Like, he is the third, fourth round pick. Like that's Don't associate my name with that statement. <laughs> no. That's what you said. You said he's basically the fourth round pick. Like if no, they, no, I think that's like his the investment the Broncos made. If they do a fourth round pick investment, it's like similar to Jared's oh, okay. contract. See, because I was thinking like that's just kind of that mm. was your flyer. Yeah, okay. like he is the guy who like if Russ doesn't work out, because again, like you're just not getting all those guys on the field. Like if they had Josh Johnson, I'd be saying absolutely draft a quarterback. But I think they've already kind of gotten their high upside backup. I understand what you're saying, and certainly yep. I think Sean does view Jared at, as a high upside backup. I just think that he could say, until I have my quarterback. I mean, even when they had Drew Brees, they were looking at Patrick Mahomes. They were looking at some of these other quarterbacks starting in, like, I think reports came out in 2015, 2016 mm-hmm. that they were kind of looking at first-round guys, and obviously they never made a, a huge jump, but yeah, Drew Brees thrown for 5,000 mm-hmm. yards every single year, and they were still looking at guys, and I, and I mm-hmm. don't know what their backup quarterback exactly. situation was like at that point, but I just think that um, you can't sleep, and, and I kinda, I like that we disagree. Mm-hmm. I just think that a quarterback is absolutely on the table, not necessarily with that third-round pick, but at some point in the draft, I think there's going to be someone where we're saying, okay, here's Sean kind of taking another flyer on a high upside guy. Yep. And now, where would DTR be? Is he your third round pick? No, he. I mean, he's probably off the board. Oh, you think so? That's what it seems. I mean, yeah, that's I mean, what Gray was a, talking about. There's it. a big range when you yeah. when you look wow. and ask. The draft people. network has him as like a decently high prospect. I think <laughs> one of those. And then some How people some people also view him as like Not oh as no he's like think. a sixth round pick. One of the interesting or fascinating things about him, and I think why this conversation's there mm-hmm. is he uh, was not yeah. viewed very highly 
before last season. Like, there were so many questions about him Mm -hmm. in this last season. He just takes off and then continues to take off as the season progresses. So that's why I think some team is Mm going to say, man, this guy's skyrocketing. Let me take a flyer on him. But other teams are probably... Uh, so different on him and saying, whoa, he's too shaky for, for me. Yeah. I, I always loved him when he was at UCLA. I was, you know, perpetually jealous of their quarterback situation. Not anymore. The one, no. The <laughs> one thing was he would just randomly make like a really bad decision. Yeah. Um, he kind of got rid of that last year. Now exactly. it's still reared its ugly head a couple times in big games. But other than that, like he kind of got rid of the one thing that took, you know, that made him shaky he is a little bit undersized you know all that stuff but he's a baller like he was a really big disappointment for a while yeah like like ucla fans are saying like i don't know why they're so wrong with that that sort of stuff but that's what it was like the first three years because he's also a runner obviously and so he'd fumble a lot too so his turnover numbers would just be insane like just crazy for the first three years and then the fourth year he was like solid and then this year he was really good but I mean, five-year starter is pretty crazy too. Yeah, like it, that's that's it, it, one UCLA. of the things you like about it. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of the appeal. And and also working with Chip Kelly. Now people may think that some teams may view that as purely um, like just a college guy, and you you can't transfer that over. You could say he did work in the NFL. Another thing with him is twenty-seven passing touchdowns this past year, twelve rushing touchdowns. Just shows how dynamic he is mm-hmm. and multiple ends, and that's just. He's the guy where if you're saying a guy that can see the field this year along with Russell Wilson and then also the upside, I mean, Dre talks about him. Teams are teams are potentially going to view him as an ex-Jalen Hurts with like, wow, he, he had production in college, obviously not as much production yep. as Jalen Hurts, but he's going to continue to develop his game in the NFL. Yeah. The other thing is like Jalen Hurts just has the build too. I was going to say. Like he's stacked. Like he's he looks like a quarterback. He's like 6'3 or whatever. I mean, DTR... Maybe a little he over six one, over five hundred pounds, or uh, yeah, squats, squats over five hundred yeah. pounds. Yeah, um, yeah, DTRs. I think just over two hundred pounds. Six one two oh five. Yeah, so you're not certainly. Uh, He's kind of like a taller Kyler. Yeah, not quite exactly. the same arm talent. Some people Without would say arm, yeah. those couple inches are huge, though. Yeah, exactly, yeah, definitely. Also, I figured it's Cephas Johnson the third. Everybody knows Where that. Where did he what play? Was I thinking uh, Southeast Louisiana. Mm. But yeah, it's like. They ran two quarterbacks, but he wound up with, uh, uh, let's see, there it is, 64.5% completions, 1,500 yards, 10 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. He was also their number two receiver. Um, oh, but they don't have the receiving yards on this. Pa- oh, 611 rushing yards, wow. 8 touchdowns. Um, yeah, So, but it's crazy. 6'5", 223, ran a 4'6", 40. Damn. Little, yeah. He's like a freak. Like, if you're looking for Taysom Hill, like, those are guys I get hyped about. Him or Jack Coletto from Oregon State, which, and Jack Coletto had he's, no talent. He is Taysom Hill. Exactly. Like, <laughs> carbon copy. Yeah, no, he's just like, because he played linebacker the last year, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he played more linebacker than anything on offense. That's wild. Yeah. And again, like, not really all that talented. You never look at him and say, like, oh, wow. It's just, he looks like he's playing with children. Like, he's just, like, a massive man. He's, like, 250 pounds. There's, like, any short yard situ- situation. It's just, like, go straight ahead. And he just, like, two hands on it. Yep. Like, this massive fullback does nothing but still picks up, like, five yards because nobody can bring him down. And there you go. Well, that that crazy. could be your tight end fullback. Exactly. Quarterback, wildcat. To me, it's crazy that every team at every level hasn't tried to get a guy like this. Yeah. Because 
you'll see teams line up to get one yard with a quarterback, a fullback, and a running back trying to block it up. Or you just direct snap it to this guy and you put seven offensive linemen on the line of scrimmage and he just looks for the little gap and, you know, punches through it. Did the NFL at the past owners meetings outlaw the Jalen Hurts scrum play? I don't Mm -hmm. think so, no. Sean Payton said he's going to do that if the NFL... he's going to do it every game. Yes, if the NFL doesn't... uh, There's another owners meeting coming up next month where they they could vote against doing that. But Mm -hmm. as long as that's still on the table, find your guy to do that. And so I I think Sean Payton's going to be looking for, for everything like that. So I certainly think that Henry guys like that where there's no shot of them mm-hmm. becoming your future quarterback but they're yep. still kind of playing the quarterback role those are definitely guys to keep an eye on and now they may be an undrafted guy but exactly. I would be blown away in one week from now if the Broncos haven't added another quarterback definitely I mean you just need another camp arm you got Gorantano but you probably want four um and and again that's what is so appealing is nobody in their right mind is making Jack Coletto a draft pick that's insane he does nothing he's just really really big and so when Sean Payton gets to call these guys after the draft and say, hey, I'm looking for my Taysom Hill. You interested? You're picking up every single one of these guys. Like nobody's going anywhere else if they're that mold of player because it's Sean Payton and you know that he wants somebody just like you. Yep. Yep. It's true. Um, so we, we've had some disagreement in this first segment. Mm-hmm. I think Ryan and I are going to have a disagreement with our next conversation oh, from a little tease that I had with, with him I'll earlier. We're right. going back and forth. Yeah, that, that yeah. that's that's what I need. <laughs> but first, I got to tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery who are older than us. Breckenridge Brewery is the oldest thing on this set right now, guys. 32 years old, just, wow. just edges <laughs> us, and they <laughs> make delicious beer for over three decades. They have mastered it, and it is Avalanche Amber Ale season this week, maybe next month. With the abs doing well, what do we have? How do you, how old do you think that Broncos pennant is? Oh, 90, uh, maybe even older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably right. You're probably right. Um, uh, so you're right. Maybe it's the second oldest thing on this set. 32, that'd be like 1991. 90, yeah. What do we think? So it's right yeah, around there. It's probably, it's probably older. older. It's probably, it's probably older. older. Good, good cut. And it, it's been sitting in the sun. This which sure, the beer yeah. hasn't. Oh, 99, we're good. 99, yeah. yep, with the abs, it would mm-hmm. be uh, it would be younger than us. Um, but check out Breckenridge Brewery, Strawberry Sky season as well. Um, we got some snow. I drank a bunch of Palisade peaches on uh, sun- Saturday so at the good. tailgate. They were hitting great. Even in the snow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've got so- that summer shandy special going on. Mm. I've had so many shandies this Tell weekend. Tell us about the summer shandy special. It's only $6. <laughs> and a happy hour, half off. Damn. So they do the happy hour before the Nuggets game. So both Nuggets games, I was here just pounding shandies. <laughs> Got made fun of by RG because he was like, no, you shouldn't drink shandies because as he drinks like a nice brown avalanche. I was like, you know what? Every beer is for everybody. So yep. shut wow. up. Yep. It's yep. Uh, yeah. Shand- shandies are delicious. I'm on your side. Honey. Yeah. Shandies are and great. Same are so are Palisade peaches. I'm all shandied up still. Um, so check them out. Breckbrew.com to check out the Breck locator or you can come down here for happy hour. Also, Volo Sports. Uh, I'm making my debut in the bowling league tonight. Um, well, 7 p.m. first roll. Um, <laughs> Avs puck drop at 8, so I'm thinking I can get in there, you know, roll a 300, wow. make it back to the bar by, uh, by puck drop. Um, I can't wait. I yeah. can't wait. What a great back-to-back. <clears throat> yeah, it should be awesome. Yeah. Um, so Volo has a league for everything. Um, it's actually incredible whatever you're interested in doing this summer volo has something for you uh and the best part is 
you can use the code DNVR10 to save $10 off your fee when you sign up to join a Volo League, whether it's softball, kickball, bowling, you know, uh, bags, anything. They've got it for everyone. So join a Volo League and use the code DNVR for 10 bucks off your sign-up fee. All right, let's jump into our player profile series leading up to the draft. We're going to get to know like 20 guys in depth before the draft kicks off on Thursday. And of course, Broncos pick on Friday. And today we're talking about tight end university. Wow. Henry, oh, yeah. Talk about we're talking him? about Sam Laporta, uh, 6'3, 245. It's weird because I don't know. This is actually a weird draft for Iowa players because mm-hmm. typically you think of Iowa players as like, like I mean, it, it's Iowa. You know exactly what like every position trenches, does. Trenches, big, exactly. Yeah. Meanwhile, slow. their tight end, he's a receiver. Yeah. Like he's not really a blocking tight end, which just feels wrong. I guess Noah Fant was the same way, and you see some of that. But yeah, um, despite popular opinion, Sam Laporta, he's a guy who catches the ball, and that's why he probably might be off the board by the time the Broncos pick. Wow. He could be. It'll be right around there. I think a lot of those tight ends could go in a bunch of different orders. Um, but if he is there, he could definitely be a target for the Broncos. Um, not blazing fast. Um, that's that's not really the the strength. It's more of the get open underneath. But again, like every tight end forty time is like four, five, eight. Wasn't that like what Albert O was? Um, it's like the fastest. Al- Albert O and Noah Fant were four, four, four Yep, four, four, okay. nine, and four, five, zero. Oh. There but you then go. Greg Dulcich around like the four, six. Eight, I think. Exactly. And who did we talk about on Friday was also that no, the exact Dulcich same. No, was 470, and the guy we talked about the other day was 469. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's where, again, like, you got, like, kind of this slim range. Nobody runs more than, like, a 4-9, and the 4-8 guys are slow. And I think he was somewhere more or mid-4-6s. I should have pulled it up. Um, but, again, receiving tight end can get open underneath. Um, there you go. I love this guy. Mm. Um, and the reason is because I watched every Iowa game this year. Um, Yikes. Wait, why? Oh, Spence? That sounds awful. Because I'm just a sicko. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, you've got to put yourself through some pain to stick through every Iowa game. Not if you bet unders. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I just got such a kick out of betting the under on Iowa and just like watching their incompetent offense. They're probably like the Broncos nothing. where the mm-hmm. under just hit all the time. Oh, it hit every game until yeah. they started setting it in like the 20s. Wow. Um, so I was having a blast betting unders on Iowa. The one guy who would make it difficult for them to punt after three plays every single time was Sam Laporta. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a fantastic route runner for a tight yep. end and just knows how to use his body to get into guys, how to you know box out linebackers when he turns around on those little inside hooks. Um, really you know, good at the top of his routes especially, you know, outbreaking routes, like got mm-hmm. open on a ton of outs. And so every time on third down, when I was trying to get Iowa to punt, I would just be screaming at, you know, Purdue's defense, like <laughs> cover Laporta, cover <laughs> Laporta. It's the only guy that could get open. Uh, and so I was really impressed with them. Like the stats, 58 receptions for 657 yards and one touchdown are not impressive unless you watched Iowa. Right. Yeah. And you're like, right. wait, yeah. that, might, that might be two-thirds of their entire exactly. offense the yeah. whole season. Yeah, I mean, for any college player, but especially a tight end, especially at Iowa, he had over 100 catches his final two seasons. The production is off the charts. Not only four touchdowns, not impressive. Remember, Noah Fant. They don't just score like, touchdowns. Uh, right, exactly, yes. exactly. So I'm giving him credit for, yeah. for what he did at Iowa. 
But I don't disagree with what either of you guys said. But viewing this from a Broncos perspective, it does not make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me with either of the third-round picks, with really even the fourth-round pick. I mean, if you want to go fifth or sixth, sure. But like Henry said, he's probably he's certainly mm-hmm. not going to be there in the fifth or sixth. And to me, this is Greg Dulcich. I mean, he is a receiving tight end. It's funny because we talked about how tight ends are always listed at 6'5", 250, except for Sam Laporta. They can't <laughs> even sell him on 6'5", 250 because when you look at him, he's like a big slot receiver. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way. He plays the, the inside of the field really well. He does have good speed for the middle of the field, good route runner, good feel for the field as well. But come on, you drafted Greg Dulcich last year. So unless mm-hmm. unless they want to trade Dulcich for a fourth and then use one of their thirds uh, on him, it doesn't make sense to me. He's not a dominant blocker. He's not going to be a dominant blocker in the NFL. So the match here, it does not make sense. So uh, Sayer Bettinger tweeted this out, a quote from Mike Kliss on Broncos targeting tight end. He said, I'd put tight end in the mix. It's not that they're not a big fan of Dulcich. It's just that Sean Payton has a different idea of what he likes in a tight end. He likes bigger inline tight ends. I think Sean Payton wants more of a three down guy that really gets in there and is a third offensive tackle with hands more so than he is the guy with curly hair and high shorts. <laughs> wow, I mean, what a, what a shot at Nathaniel Hackett right there because that's wow. what Nathaniel Hackett always talked about with Dulcich, his shorts and his, and his curly hair. <laughs> oh, God, that's bad. And I mean, the difference is like Sam Laporta wants to block like he tries hard when he mm-hmm. blocks that's what everyone just, said about Noah Fant. right oh right. really mm-hmm. yeah, yeah see but that it it just doesn't work for him the thing about Dulcich is like again high shorts guy he's not out there like oh I'm gonna beat this guy's ass I'm gonna do everything I can it's like he's not very good at it, and also he no. doesn't have like blocker energy and so you hope like how old is Laporta at this point I, I think he was only there Three years? Did he Man, play Man, you just think of Iowa football players, and you got to think that they all had their fifth Four and years. sixth years. <laughs> that, again, you'd think, yeah, so he's 22 still. Wow. So, and that's where, I don't know, I'd, I'd almost just go after the older tight ends because they hit their prime at like 28 once they're grown men going up against some of these smaller guys. But you do wonder if he can put on another 10, 15 pounds and... I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not willing to give up on him as a blocker. I think he, in the future, could probably hold his own. But that's just based on him wanting to. Tight end, you right? Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Among Iowa tight ends all time, first in catches and second in receiving yards. That's pretty good. Pretty damn good, especially when you're talking about not just Noah Fan, who is obviously a first round pick, uh, not just T.J. Hawkinson, who was a top ten pick. Yeah, yeah. Top, a top ten Seven, pick. I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. Also the second best tight end in the NFL right now in George Kittle. Yeah. It's a pretty impressive list. And then he tops that and uh, their quarterback. It's not like they came in and had a good quarterback. Someone's going to get this guy and I'm not going to be surprised when he's moving the chains on third downs. Yep. His, his feel for the field is really impressive. And unfortunately, Travis Kelsey has that really good feel, and obviously he's got that with his quarterback too. Um, But those are the things now, if you're not looking for a freak of an athlete at the tight end position like a Kyle Pitts, you're looking for those things from a tight end. What's their feel like? Are they able to read zones and feel zones well? And Sam Laporta seemingly does that very well. Yep. I'm pretty sure Cooper DeGene, who is their, um, you know, like all-world speedy corner, I'm pretty sure he scored more touchdowns than anyone on offense. 
on the defensive side. Yes. Wow. I believe Is there it. another reason that you just happened to bring his name up today? Yeah, I got him in the Weird. Madden draft. Yes, oh. you did. I can't believe it, dude. I can't believe Derek took uh, took Travis Hunter at number two. It was one of those things when I traded up, I'm like, obviously I'm trading mm -hmm. up to get Travis Hunter because he's my guy. Yeah. But if for some reason he leaves me to Gene, I told you guys that yeah. 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 Like, I'll did. be stoked. Yeah. 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 Six, two, two, 10, 95 speed. Um, yeah. Pretty <laughs> damn impressive. Uh, and I wonder if Travis Hunter didn't go to see you. I think he would have felt to you. Like, I think the reason he was picked ahead of you yeah. is because he went to see you to like, be like, no, I'm not letting Ryan get his guy. Yeah. I kind of thought that he was doing it yeah. thinking, <laughs> I, I kind of thought that he was doing it thinking I would be so desperate to get him yeah. that I would like trade him right. something. I agree. And yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 And he didn't. No, I was like, <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Man draft was fun. That was fun. It was. Iowa scored 23 touchdowns in 12 games last year. No. As a team? Yeah. Did that count defensive touchdowns? Yeah. I swear they had like a defensive touchdown a game, so they might have been close. Oh, that is terrible. Oh my gosh, that is brutal. No wonder you aren't kidding about the unders. Oh no, dude, their games were like ten to seven. Oh week my in, week out. Gosh, that is so brutal. It was crazy. Wow. So, and their punter was a badass. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet he was. I mean, he got a lot of work in. Oh, yeah. he was hitting bombs, <laughs> and then they would just pin him deep and like force him to punt or get a safety or something and like they would they kept winning games because they would just get a defensive touchdown and like one good drive. Oh my gosh. Seven passing touchdowns. Yike in 12 games? 13. 13 games. Oh my gosh. And so <laughs> was that Sam, four so, to Laporta? Uh, he oh, had four in the past oh, so two years. One, he got yeah. one last year, yeah. but that's one seventh of their time. <laughs> I mean that makes it not seem as bad. Yep. <laughs> um, so that is true. How good of a blocker was Jimmy Graham? They do. I mean that has been the Sean Payton type. It's the speed up the seam guy. Like, or that is the, the biggest like, thing. They'll plug him in. But outside of Jimmy Graham. The man hurts, guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do think the for the most one? part. Jeremy it's... Shockey, which I guess he did more as a blocker. But again, it was the seam mm -hmm. stretching that made his name. When Sean was, I think it was in the pre-draft meetings when, or, or the pre-draft press conference, mm -hmm. that he was talking about tight ends and said some guys are easy to identify, some are hard mm -hmm. because you have to project if they're going to be a good blocker or going yeah. to be a good receiver. And then there's the guys like, and he mentioned Jeremy Shockey, like instant top yeah. 10 pick because he can just do everything. Yeah, and the other thing is like you're going to see three different tight ends in every game because that's just what Sean Payton does. And so... If if you could knock Albert O out of that rotation and put in a Sam Laporta, that would be awesome. See, to me, it just it that's not worth the investment then, because if you're going to have Sam Laporta to be your second uh, receiving tight end, I mean that's what Albert O could be I right would now. Absolutely love if they talked to Albert O and said you only actually have to one run one route all season, mm -hmm. and it's straight up the seam, like yeah. I just feel like if anyone's going to be able to get that from Albert O and not be yeah. so set on being like, mm -hmm. no, you have to block, you have to do everything mm -hmm. until you can see the field, it's going to be Sean Payton. Right. Sean Payton Definitely. does a great job of saying, you only do this well, we're only going to have you do that. And if the defense wants to key in on that and sync that linebacker back with him you know, as he's running yeah. up the scene, then you just bring something underneath it. And that's yeah. what... That's, that was the point of Jimmy Graham yeah. to do exactly that. And Jeremy Shock, you run up that seam. I will say, like I've said this before, so we don't need to dig too deep. I think Alberto's time is kind of come and gone. Like I think we've seen that there aren't enough strengths to his game to to keep him around. 
I think if I anyone agree. can help it, it's it's Sean Payton. Definitely. To, to help him, it that's is Sean Payton. True. And so that's why if they go tight end at any point in this draft, mm-hmm. it's going to be someone that is, in my opinion, more well-rounded. Right now they have the pure blocker in Chris Manhurts. They have the more so of a pure receiver mm-hmm. uh, in Greg Dulcich. I do think, and, and as Mike said, I think that it's going to be an all-around guy. It's probably not going to be a great all-around guy because you're not thing, getting yeah. him at pick 67 at the earliest. So exactly. that's why I don't know if tight end's going to really. Going to have that. a high and tight haircut and wear yep. Allen Iverson <laughs> basketball shorts. <laughs> oh uh, man, what a dig! A crazy dig! <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> um, you don't have to take digs at Foco because everything over at Foco is amazing. We actually, our, our set is pretty much presented by Foco. A lot of cool things. You want to get, uh, you know, the mini helmets to have on your desk in mm-hmm. your office. They've got that. You want some cool bobbleheads. They've got that as well. We were talking about the, uh, what are they, banners? Yeah, the, the, the pennants. Pennants, yeah, thank you. I knew they weren't banners. Pennants, they've got them there. They've got clothes. They've got it all. So check out our friends over at Foco. Use that code DNVR to get 10% off your purchase. Also, if you know anyone that's a semi-sports fan and you want to get them a gift, Foco. Oh, yeah. J- just mm-hmm. go to Foco. It's easy. And then you also get 10% off without them knowing. So use that promo code DNVR over at Foco for yourself or for a friend. Shady. I know we have another ad. Shady, I think Shady Rays. I also think tight end and running back, two of your first three picks. I wish there was a DraftKings bet. That just came to my mind. Um, but Shady Rays is awesome. Um, great sunglasses, obviously. We've been wearing them a lot. Uh, I keep mine in my car. So you get, I don't really, I didn't have anything planned for this one. Well, actually, um, but, so, someone in the comment section helped you out. They said. It's clear that Henry got into some shenanigans over the weekend because yeah. of his Shady Rays tan. Really? I yeah, can't see I, that. I, yeah, see, I can't either. And sometimes it hmm. you know, comes across a little more on the screen than, than in Bro, person. But I got smoked at the spring game. Mm, just all the, it all was, the snow? It was snowing and overcast, yeah. and I got sunburnt as hell. It was uh, overcast? Yes, completely overcast. Oh, yeah, I would have thought you'd been fine. I didn't even consider sunscreen once at any point during the day. And I've lived here long enough to know that everyone's like, you actually could get more sunburn (laughs) when it's overcast. But like, it's snowing. I have a hood on. Yeah. Like, I never thought about the sun. And then we were doing the post-game show. And I was like, man, I look so red. Like, maybe it's just because my face was like cold and now it's warm. Yeah, yeah, And then I got home and I was like, I like itched my head. And you know, and you like itch I was like, yeah. No way. I went and looked in the mirror. I was like, I am very sunburned. Oh, I, yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely still there now. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I Crazy. got home and I was like, wow, this is weird. Like, because all my face from there down was red. I don't see it now, but it was red. And I was like, well, maybe it's just a cold <laughs> or windburn. Used to get a lot of windburns up in Montana, especially like all small towns. We went to those swim meets. And once you get past the mountains, it's just like there's just nothing there for a thousand miles. So just the wind was crazy. Or what is it? Don't you don't some people get like the blush when they drink? Oh, yeah. So you both could have maybe had that, too, on Saturday. I, but I don't think that lasts, like, 48 hours. That so. only happens in my eyes. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't you drinking that's not that something day. else? Another yeah. substance in Boulder? I, I'm very sure. Wow. That Shady Rays is awesome. They'll give you some really cool tan lines. Wow. Maybe next time we need to go through and see, like, which tan lines from the sunglasses mm. would be ideal. Mm. That true. might be a good way to pick them, especially if people are bad with sunscreen like me. Um, but, yeah. Polarized sunglasses, you can get uh, 50% off two or more pairs 
uh, if you use the code DNVR. They've been rated five stars by more than 250,000 people. If you lose them or break them, uh, you can get a replacement pair with no question, questions asked. If you just don't like them, you can return them for free within 30 days. Um, again, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. So go to ShadyRays.com and use code DMVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades Ray of five stars by over 250,000 people. Oof, that is a lot of people. Yes. Speaking of not a lot, we don't have many likes right now. Hit us with a thumbs what? up. You can help us out. The chat's been going crazy, but no one's hitting us with a thumbs up. We'd really appreciate it. Miles, a mascot, would really appreciate it as yeah. well on the screen. And if you're listening on iTunes uh, or the, Spotify or, or any podcast, hit us with a five-star review. Subscribe. All of that is free, and it really helps us out. Let's go. And it's draft week, so we're going to be... I haven't be... checked the five-star numbers a oh, lot recently. You want to pull oh. it up? Get an update on that? Um, yeah, and when you're, when you're looking... Looking at that, let me just give you an idea of what to expect this week from us. So, today, tomorrow, Wednesday, <clears throat> excuse me, all normal shows, noon start time. So, tune in then. Then, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we're going to be doing draft specials. So, we mm-hmm. won't have the shows at noon on Thursday or Friday. Thursday night, Right around draft time, so 6 p.m., a little before 6 p.m., we're going to be kicking off, bringing you live coverage throughout the entire first round, whether or not the Broncos make a move. Day two, we're going to be going live all day two, so believe it starts at 5, so maybe right around 5, tune in with us. We're going to be going live, and then Saturday, we're going to be giving you the updates uh, with the show right around probably the afternoon, so stay tuned. We're going to have you covered from start to finish of the draft. It is neck and neck. <clears throat> Apple still with a slight lead at 887 reviews, but Spotify from a huge deficit yep. has come all the way back to bring it within 19, 868 wow. on Spotify. Wow. And like we've said all along, Spotify has the tiebreaker because we have 4.9 stars on Spotify, only 4.6 wow. uh, on Apple. So what is up with Apple people? Apple has to uh, has to get them pumping in there. To, to hold off the lead of, or else they're going to get passed and maybe never never come back. Wow, and this is the wow. race to 1,000. It is the race to 1,000. So if the projections are right, Spotify is going to crush it. Yes, yes. Why do we resonate better with Spotify people than Apple? Like what is... First of all, what? Apple has been around a lot longer, so the reviews mm-hmm. go all the way back to like even mm. before I was on the show. Okay. Um, wow. So that's part of it, I think. Yeah. Um, and then... Like, is there like a wealth gap or something, or like some? There's, there's got to be like some group of people. I would assume that, there's an age age difference. Oh, there probably is an age difference, and so that connects better. I would say Spotify's demo is probably younger. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I've switched teams. What team are you on? I'm now on Apple because yeah. Apple Music. Apple Music because I know I was Spotify my whole life until like two weeks ago. Because got like the family plan where oh, yeah. I was just added for free, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I get this for free now. Isn't it nice? I, yeah, it is. It's, it's it so is nice, especially because I never pay for Spotify. So every oh. third song, I'm getting ads. Oh my oh, god! Wow. <laughs> what? Oh, I know. I, know. I, I haven't think been I'm living like one. that since junior year of college. I know. A little embarrassed to say. Yeah. Um. I've just. I kind of like having. So like, I don't have Apple Music, but I do have Apple Podcasts. But I also listen to certain podcasts on Spotify. I just kind of wow. like mix it up mm. and all my music is on Spotify. See, cause I like, cause I have all Apple everything like I iPhone and MacBook and iPad and like three home pods and like the Apple TVs connected to all my TVs. Yeah. So the fact that you can just do anything with anything, 
So like, hey Siri, do whatever, and it'll just I don't know. I yeah. stick to Apple because as soon as you bring something else in, it throws everything off. But Spotify was just in there in this game before yeah. that, so I just yep. like win in that, and I'm just yeah. I'm brand loyal to them forever unless they do something to lose me. And so far, so good. So far, so good. Um, speaking of brand loyal, should we get into the comment section? Yeah. Talk, talk to the people. This one from the count is a. Gr- uh, before we go, oh, I do no. have the result of the poll. Oh yeah. Okay. Let, let, let's let's see the poll results really quick. It um, is. So this was does Jared Stidham have the own the second own the, oh, own the backup QB spot? That's yep. how I phrased it. Yep. Okay. Eighty nine percent said yes. Ten oh, percent wow. said no. Wow. So, you can't pay that much you. money. Yes, it's, you can. It's not that. It's one I mean, year, five million dollar deal. I thought it was two. That was two ten. It's two ten. Oh, you but can get out essentially, of it. it's one for five. I would. I don't know. I'd be curious what other teams are paying their backup quarterback. Because that's got to be top 10. Because there's a few that are like, oh, quarterback competition. We're giving this guy $10 million to be backup. Right. right. But I would guess a lot of them are on rookie deals or vet mins. Yeah, I just don't think that's going to matter with Sean Payton, though. I think he uh, uses his resource to bring guys in, and then whoever's just better, I think historically you've seen that. I definitely agree. I just think that they must really like him to give him that contract. Yeah, I just don't think it's that big of a contract as as it seems on the surface. Okay. Um, Okay, so good trivia question coming in from the count. He says, can you give the real first names of Von Miller, Champ Bailey, and TJ Ward? Von Miller. So that's Vonnie Bavashan Miller Jr. (laughs) It's pronounced Bishan. Bishan. Oh, you don't say the V? Yep. Huh. Um, But it is. Champ. Yep. Roland? Ooh, that sounds right. It is. It is Roland. Okay. Yep. Then who is the other one? TJ Ward. I knew the first two. Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I just James? guessed that. Oh. <laughs> um, that's a good question. Um, and Champ is Roland. Do you know Boss's first name? Boss Bailey. I used to, like 15 years ago. It's so disappointing that it's not just Boss, because that's like the best first name ever. I know. <laughs> it, it really is. Bossworth. It's, it's uh, it's close to Roland. Ronald. Yeah. Oh, no, no. That's Close. another. I think they have another <laughs> brother named Ron. That's incredible. Rodney. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Roland, Ronald, and Rodney, I, I think. Yeah. That is incredible. Um, and By then the give way, them all dope nicknames. The Buffs have two brothers on the team now named Champion and Victory Johnson. Wow. Which is very much like Champ and Boss Bailey. Wow. That That's so dope. I know. I, 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 <laughs> I truly I love that. I know. I, I've, uh, I'm Champion. just waiting for the right time to kind of. Toss that out and see what Allie thinks about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just like names that are names, in my opinion. Like, even for, like, animals, too. Like, I wouldn't name you a like cat, like, names? Bubbles or something. Yeah. Wow. Typically, just, you get, like, people that say, like, I want my, like, you're saying, I want my human names, human names, and yeah. I want my pet names, pet names. You typically don't get, like, the, I want everything human. You just name. want, like, a cat named Greg. Names are names. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a name. Like, I don't want to give a name that isn't a name that's just like something that isn't a name you know so i've never had a dog let me think about this with like a cutesy name like it's always been like human. Bubbles. whiskers it's been yeah. Human yeah. Name? yeah it's been something that could at least be cons- like i did have jazz but there's you know there's a player in the jazz. mlb named jazz yeah. chisholm <laughs> there you go it's incredible there you go um spelled the same too you should not spell the same yeah i Wait, haven't had any like but oh no, oh, Chisholm. Had, oh, Chisholm. The oh, jazz yeah. parts. Yeah. <laughs> I had a Malamute named Rifle. Oh. Wow, a Malamute. Yeah, he was a beast. Wow, 
Uh, it was wow. his full name was Remington Rifle. Mm, that's a nice name. That's a very nice wow. name. Yep. He was all like stoic, you know. Yeah. Fit him well. Yeah. Yeah. A thick boy. Yep. Jared Stidham is tied for 28th in salaries with Andy Dalton and Marcus Mariota for quarterbacks. Wow. Okay. Mariota. Kind of interesting. I would yeah. way much rather have Mariota at that price. Where is Mariota now? No idea. Philly. Oh. Philly. Back up. Because did Gardner leave? Must have. Where's Gardner? Wow, these backups now are just <laughs> something else. Um, TJ, TJ Ward, what are we thinking? You guys were wrong. One more guess. You're not gonna guess. Think of think Tubby. of T, think of TD. Terrell. Terrell. And then an R. R. Wait, that was a J. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it must be a junior. junior. It's yeah. it's an R. Yeah, you're um, right. It is a J, but the J isn't. Terrell Raymond. Close. Dangerously close. Just cut it. Ray. Yep. Yep. Impressive. Wow, Terrell, Terrell Ray Ward Jr. Yep. Exactly. We came on the pod. We said, like, we should have said, like, hey, how's it going, Terrell? TR. <laughs> yeah, TR. TR is cool, too. That yeah, is cool. Yeah. It, it, it is cool. Um, so, great trivia question. We TR Ward sounds like an uh, uh, author. Oh, yeah, definitely. That you just have TJ to read. TJ Ward book sounds of. like a football player. Yeah, it's yeah. so true. Um, next one from our guy, Pleasure Horse Bronco. Hey guys, excited to tune into your upcoming draft coverage. I have a philosophical question of fandom for you. Last night I went to the Nuggets game on a whim, which is my first ever NBA game. Wow. I live close to the Target Center in Minneapolis, and tickets were cheap because of the potential sweep. My question is. If, for any reason, you to, you, to were, you were to attend a game in enemy territory by yourself, are you trying to blend into the home crowd or be the lone, rowdy one when your team scores? Cheers, Pleasure Horse Bronco. Not even a question. I mean, I said, like, me and Lexi were talking about going. But then you have someone with you. When you're alone, that it's kind of weird. Like, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I could go sit I'm, there with When my I'm, broom. like, talking shit at games, it's still, like, you know... To like get a laugh out of my friends. Right. Okay. I don't I think wanna, I would be doing that if I was alone. I'd scream. I'd do all that stuff if I and just bring my broom with and hang out up there. <laughs> that would have been so epic if we pulled off that comeback. Yeah. Oh man, 12 0 to, to close out regulation, all the momentum in the world. Man, I'll tell the you. Bank three is just garbage. Yeah. That's the only reason they survived. Do you think he do you think he called it? You think he said bank? No. Yeah, that was the no. luckiest shot yeah. of the night. Yep. Um, and Anthony Edwards is is legit. Yep. The rest of that team is. Um, d- tomorrow night, actually, here's my take from last night. Last night was not the most disappointing game for Denver sports because the Nuggets are going to come back, crush him tomorrow, and it's going to be four one. Most disappointing game was the Kings letting the Edmonton Oilers wow. win because. The Oilers, probably the Avs' biggest competitor to, to win the West. They swept I, their asses last year. Yeah, exactly. I can't get scared. They're better, though, this year. But I they're mean, a one-man team. and yeah, I they're mean, like a, a two-man two, team. They're, they're a star team. But the thing is, if you cut the head off the snake, which is what Kale McCarr does to Connor McDavid, True. then they just have nothing. And I mean, what? Because <sighs> the, they won, like, the first three games against Edmonton this year, and then the last game was, like, in the last week of the season in yeah. Edmonton. And Edmonton wins in overtime. It meant and, something to the Avs, though. I mean, it meant a lot to those fans there. Like they yeah. win the game and they're just like yeah. going crazy, like, holy shit, we we actually can beat the Avalanche. Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and it's like yeah. they 
they have such little brother energy when it comes to it. Like, I just I, like that Zach I'd rather play them than the Kings. In, like dialed into the NHL playoffs. I, yeah, I, I, know, do too. I, know. Yeah. I do too. I do too. I'm loving it. And literally both games went to overtime. Nuggets game ended. I flipped to the, the Kings yep. game and it had ended at the exact same time as the Nuggets because mm-hmm. it was just a celebration at the, the end. Kings the biggest low thing. The Kings have a sketchy playoff history against the Avs. Like they've, they've, they broke our hearts. A oh, couple see, times. now you're just not making me feel good about either team. <laughs> I mean, it is the playoffs. Well, the biggest <laughs> thing with the biggest thing with Edmonton is they have no defense, and also they keep having the same yeah, problem they had true. last year. They're trying to outscore their problems, and Connor McDavid's going to get locked up by somebody eventually. Um, I want them. Oh, please. There's literally please. nobody like in the West. You want Jordan. It's to me, it scary feels, as hell. No, if Jordan had never won anything <laughs> in his career, well, he hadn't for a couple of years until he started winning everything. Just like Jokic. At 28. See, I'm hoping. I'm yeah, hoping. Me too. How does MPJ Jordan not, 28? First yeah. time he won? How does MPJ so not everybody. touch the ball again That's after true. making it's that crazy. three to cut it to cut it to two yeah. or whatever it was? Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It was it, it the thing about the the good thing about the Nuggets is they played like a oh, really bad trash. game. There was and terrible. they went to overtime in Minnesota. At, so at they're the end fine. of every quarter except the third, I was like, How are we still in this? Like the first quarter, we were atrocious. We're down by like one at the end of it. Yep, yep, yep. The second quarter, we were atrocious, yep. up by one at the end <laughs> yeah. of it. Third quarter, we got yep. our asses kicked. Yep. And then fourth quarter, I was like, how are we here? Yeah. 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 Literally, I walk out of the room for one minute of basketball, and they've cut the lead uh, to only yeah. down one. Yep. 12-0 run in yep. the last 2-22. Yep. I might contend that Jokic going five of eight from three is more valuable than winning last night. Just I mean, to get the confidence? Yes. Or AG, too. Like, AG's been so hot from three. I don't know about last night in particular, but like he he's shooting more than 50% from three for the series. Now other teams are going to start guarding him, or at least have to consider if it. If Jokic hits threes, he's the, maybe the most unguardable person ever. Yes. I think he already is, yeah. <laughs> um, and last one, because we got to go from C. Fillmore72 Aww. says, been watching all the draft prospect quarterback comps and clips in recent days, and I am bound to say that the University of Kentucky helmet design is the best in college sports. Wow. Best wishes from the U.K., <laughs> Christopher, and he's wow. not talking about University of Kentucky. He's talking about like London, UK. Uh, he's he's, he's biased because of the UK. <laughs> <He is>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Buffs obviously have the best uh, helmet oh. in sports. And um, speaking of Kentucky, Buffs just got a transfer from there. Oh, wow. an SEC transfer. Yes. You love to see it. When Vito I found Tisdale, out, sick name. Well, that was one of those things when I started covering college football. I was like, okay, Kentucky calls themselves UK. That pisses me off. Oh, like. That that's United Kingdom, oh. like it doesn't make. I really hated that, but then also they're in the SEC, which I think is just my bad geography, thinking like Kentucky and the SEC, like they feel like they should be Big Twelve or like Big Ten or something. Oh, it's then a, you, you're gonna hate the well, no Oklahoma. Are they in the SEC yet, or is they that will be next about year. to happen? Yeah, then you're gonna yeah. hate Oklahoma even you're more. You're gonna really hate SEC. USC in the Big Ten. Well, now now it's all out the window. <laughs> That's very no, true. But Kentucky matters. has like southern vibes, so it's okay for them to <sighs> but be. But I always saw them more as like Nebraska type. No, vibes, no. Where it's like it's flat and farmy, and <laughs> it's it's a lot more southern than that. Yeah, apparently, I think it's like the Rolling Hills Southern. Yeah, I think mm, I don't know. And then the CU is going to be in the SEC soon, probably. Big Ten. Big Ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Uh, and we have one super chat from Mr. Orange saying, I missed the show. I'm just going to start it over now. Have a great day, fellas. You too, Mr. Orange. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for the super chat. Also, Appreciate our good friend Cephas Johnson III. So they lost. CJ3. 
48-42 in overtime in the second round of the playoffs. He was 19-30, 173 yards, 15 carries, 123 yards, three rushing touchdowns. Wow. Any catches? Uh, yeah, really? They'll show up on the page. A <laughs> couple, couple of interceptions, though. Yeah. yeah. Play a little linebacker. Wow. I can't get it to show up. He's a modern-day Wizard White. Cephas Johnson. They were, we touched on a lot of names today. I'm, oh. I'm legitimately pumped for the draft. I know. I have so We have two days to get a bunch of more names out. I have so many of these like day three guys now because it's draft week. I'm so fired up. Let's go. I'm fired up too. I love doing shows at night. I don't know why. Huh. Oh, like the draft shows. Yeah, like up. the draft yeah, show, yeah, like yeah. the sun's down, yeah, maybe have yeah, a little yeah, beer, yeah. you know. Mm. Those, those get me fired Especially up. round one when uh, I think hopefully for a lot of Broncos fans' sake, there's not any true Broncos moves going on, so it's more of a relaxed kind of mm-hmm. kind of yeah. taken and the calm before Laugh the storm. At the Chargers for doing something it, dumb. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe we'll predict some dumb moves in the <laughs> AFC <laughs> <Some> West. <missed laughs> move. <laughs> How do the Chargers charger <laughs> yeah, the draft? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. All right. Is that all we got? That's it. That's Mm -hmm. all we got. This has been fun. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. And we will be back tomorrow.